off. You never throw me off. Nope. Oh, okay. I got to get real serious. Now we're a podcast. We've talked about movies. Cinema, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Corey. I talk about cinema. I'm sorry. Everybody quit. This the shit podcast. went off the rails. Yeah. Look, I mean, you I always. I don't want to say who I am. You always throw things at me in these it's intros. Fair, so fair. I just, I was feeling silly. Um, but now all that silliness is gone. Down to business. Talking about cinema. Okay, Here we let's go. Do it. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. Bro Cephas, it's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hey. What is going on? We are calling to see what you've been watching. Okay, well, I'm going to get into what I've been watching, but I did think it's funny um, where I am exactly. (laughs) Um, I thought you in particular would like it. Um, I am literally sitting in the... Home Goods parking lot. Does that <laughs> ring a bell? It does ring a bell. I have an I have an ex that I refer to not by name but only by the name Home Goods. <laughs> <laughs> there are reasons. But yeah, like for I've you. never okay. reason. I, I believe you. There are reasons. There are reasons. She uh, loves yeah, Home Goods even, a lot. Okay. <laughs> she loves Home Goods, and I'm here, but I'm helping a friend decorate their condo, and I needed some side tables. You know, I'm here for a reason. So you know, you know. I'm not 100% home goods all the time. Sounds like she kind of was. She definitely was getting there. And so you're calling from in the shadow of home goods. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I like when I first got here, I got the sweetest St. Elmo's fire parking spot like ever in the home goods parking lot. Lucky. Like right in the very front, like, you know, steps from the door. It was amazing. And um, she would have stabbed someone for that. She would have stabbed someone. (laughs) That's like the Kojak Well, I wrapped it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so when I like I kinda you know, I kinda I finished up and then I came out and then I um just a few minutes ago and so I was sitting there and I was like, Maybe I should wait here till they call me and then I was like, Oh well, everybody is walking around me. I don't want them to hear me like talking and the windows are down. It was just too too it was too good of a spot to talk on a podcast on my phone in a home good parking lot. Um, <laughs> so I then I moved to like the nether regions of the parking lot where like nobody was. And then just as soon as I had done that this um, other van, I'm in a van right now, this other van puts two spots down for me and proceeds to just sit there. And I'm like, what is this, is this lady also waiting on a film-based podcast to call her <laughs> in the home parking lot? Like, what is she doing? And she like, just got out of her van, too, and, and walked away. So maybe not. Maybe she finished with her podcast call. She probably um, wrapped, she wrapped oh. it up. For sure. And so another crazy thing happened. When I moved over to this other spot, I'm facing some kind of like, I don't even know, like cake shop possibly you know that's the type of thing that would be near a near a home good and this woman comes out with a box like a cake is in it and then she also had a big cactus mylar balloon and a unicorn mylar balloon and then a handful of just regular balloons Uh and i'm watching her fight these balloons all the way to her car and like as soon as she gets to her car the unicorn balloon (laughs) escapes and flies into the Oh, that's awful. parking lot. <laughs> Heavens. And I felt bad for her, and I was, like, trying to take a picture of it, and I was, like, hoping she didn't see me trying to take a picture of her misfortune. Um, <laughs> but I was really funny, and I was like, oh, man, is she going to go in and get another one, or is she just going to hope her kid didn't ask for the unicorn, unicorn one in particular, or, like, what? So the kid gets a cactus balloon and some multicolor regular balloons, but it probably will never know about the unicorn balloon. Like, so much is happening in this home good parking lot. Um, as it does, <laughs> anyway, Lisa, as it that's does. not why you called me. Um, although I could talk about Home Goods parking lot 
drama for, <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh, and then another nearby, I heard this loud voice and I was like, okay, if somebody calls me, they're going to be heard in the background. Who is this? And I turn around and it was definitely a teenager. And I know she was a teenager and she looked like it, but she also said the word study hall. Oh. And she was talking on the phone and she was leaned up against her Volvo convertible. Oh, times have I changed. Know. Times have changed. I was like, oh, my gosh. But she scurried off, too. So, anyway, now I'm, I'm hanging out all, all alone in my, you know, the nether regions of the parking lot. But, anyway, it's been crazy here. Um, okay, so, <laughs> um, okay, so, actually, Tony and I went very modern era um, the other day. And we caught up on a, I guess, I don't know, a modern classic. I don't know what you call it. Who knows? Um, but we watched The Shape of Water. Oh, cool. had you not seen it before? I have never seen it, no, and really, I hadn't. Um, I, the only Del Toro I think I'd seen was, what's the one, The you know, the big one from like 12 years ago? Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's the only one I had really ever seen, I think. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we got our um, Aqua Critter on, and... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I liked it more than Pan's Labyrinth. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth, it could have just been because I I went to, when Tony lived in Seattle, I went to visit him, but I got a super duper cheap flight. And because of that, it was in January. And it was just a bummer. Seattle in January is a real bummer. And that yeah. movie was like, I didn't, I kind of think I went into it thinking it's all fantastical. And it was also like, also real talk mixed in with the fantastical, you know? Right, right. So it was, I just didn't love it. But this one, while also has that same kind of dichotomy of, like, real talk, serious stuff, but also, like, fantastical, fun stuff, I think I kind of was more prepared for my Del Toro levels of uh, the balance between those two, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, and plus I wasn't in, like, a, a, a apartment with, like, five bearded boys who work at Jimmy John's, you know, in January in Seattle with no heat. <laughs> and, you know, it's time to change. That's not the ideal circumstance oh. in which to see Pan's Labyrinth. No, better, not. better than a Home Goods parking lot, but, you know. <laughs> so I might need to do a do-over with Pan's Labyrinth now that I've, you know, all these years later now seen, you know, more modern era Del Toro with yeah. the, uh, the Shape of Water. Yeah. But, um, but it was really fun and, and beautiful and lots of aquas and teals and, you know, I love all that. And um, it just I really did like the stylized of it and just the really yeah just cool mid-century overly stylized and also overly laboratory kind of vibe of it all yeah that world was definitely my favorite thing and like all the just the everything to look at you know i yeah i really like this film a lot yeah it's a it's a really good movie yeah absolutely and the critter he's really he's really real it's doug jones right not to be confused with alabama's very own yeah boy doug jones yeah the, the the lanky guy, Doug. The very, the, very the slender man. The egg eating. Slender man. Egg eating. <laughs> I actually do think he is Slender Man in one Slender Man movie or another. Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You, yeah, I mean, he seems just, yeah, built for that role. If you made a Slender Man movie and you didn't use him, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I'm glad that you that you caught this one finally. Yeah, finally. I mean, I guess, what was that, 2017? So I'm only a few years late. I'm not, you know, 20, 30 years later like I am with so many films we've right, discussed. Right, But, um, yeah, we went a little more modern era. But, I mean, yeah, it was it was just, yeah, really pretty. And one thing I that stressed me out personally, I mean, yes, of course, there was lots of, like, oh, are they going to make it and what's going to happen and da 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 But when she was being romantical with the um, sea man, in their bathroom and uh -huh. she just had all that water filling up the bathroom with the door closed and there was like the door was buckling under the water and water was coming out through the you know the hinges and everything i'm just like 
girl, you're going to ruin your hardwoods. Like, that's terrible. Like, whoever gets this apartment next is going to think, like, what happened here? Why are all my hardwoods bowed up? Like, yeah. Um, my hardwoods, in, uh, before we did a remodel, uh, the dining room, the floorboards were all bowed up, and the guy we bought it from said the rumor was that years ago – some couple lived there and they got a divorce and she left the kitchen water running <gasps> to like spite him and ruin the floors for him. So, um, anyway, I'm just saying I've been there. I've seen the, I've seen the dangers of uh, too much water on some hardwood. So, you know, but the, oh, she was falling in love with a critter. Like I can't help that. You know, she, she was, she was blind. She was thinking about hardwood floor care is all. I'm, she really I'm, wasn't. Her. She wasn't. I'm in the middle of selling <laughs> my house right now. So hearing that just stressed me out. You know, I oh, think so let sorry. me let me bring some <laughs> grace to the situation, please. I think that when you have an opportunity to have sex with a beautiful egg-eating sea creature that you've somehow fallen in love with, you buckle those hardwoods. Yeah, it's worth it. You buckle you know, them. Sooner or later, you're going to wind up in the ocean with them anyway, and you're not going to even need that apartment. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the... spoiler alert. You, you leave behind the world of man and its petty concerns, and you go back to the sea with your, you know, your princely fish man, um, and you, exactly. you live happily ever after. Oh, boy. and they probably have laminate floors there. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, thank you for bringing this to us, Lisa. I hadn't actually thought about this film in a minute, and uh, I wonder if you can venture into Home Goods and find something that might, you know, I don't know, be appropriate for her apartment. Oh yeah, you know it. You know it. I got, I got everything at Home Goods. There's probably a little sneaky sea creature in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely some kind of like elaborate carved um, seahorse, like on a stick that you just set on a shelf and it does nothing but collect dust. Definitely, <laughs> definitely that's there. That is 100 <laughs> percent in there. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 And now, a look at what we're watching this week. All right. Well, you know, we just heard from Lisa about what she's watching. So I'm curious, Corey, what have you been watching? Well, I haven't been watching a whole lot, but I did, uh, after our last podcast recording, catch up with the new kind of blockbuster runaway success of the moment um, made by a local boy done good, Adam Wingard's oh. a uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, yeah, um, which was released in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously last week as of Unleashed. this recording. Unleashed. Unleashed. Yeah, they, they took the leashes off of both of them giant monsters, and now look look at what happened. Um, now, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big... Monster movie, punch 'em up, um, that grossed in its opening like five days, I think $48.5 million, which Good makes work. it by far the most successful theatrical release of the COVID era. And Good work. honestly, I it, it's a tremendously encouraging sign for movie theaters, yeah. if nothing else. You know, showing that people want to see spectacle like that on the big screen, even if they have day and date access to it on HBO Max. That the business part of the the situation aside, I had fun with it. Yeah. Um it it is Godzilla versus Kong. It is as advertised. I do like the previous three movies in this Warner Brothers Monsterverse 
um, this modern franchise that started in 2014 with Gareth Edwards' Godzilla reboot and has continued with Kong Skull Island um, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters a couple years ago before culminating in this matchup uh, between the two remaining titans. Um, you know, what can you say about it? It's silly. Yeah. Um, it's big and, and loud and colorful and features Godzilla and Kong beating the hell out of each other uh, and toppling skyscrapers as, as tiny, insignificant humans cower in fear. Does the movie spend too much time with its human characters who nobody on Earth could possibly care about? Yes. Um, does it sort of introduce neat concepts and and sometimes not follow through with them? Yes. But does it have some really well-composed and exciting action set pieces um, that at points are really, really fun? Uh, Of course. And I think that's why people are responding to it. So if you go into it wanting Godzilla to be against Kong um, and your expectations are not tremendously higher than that, then it it is as advertised. I think you're going to have fun with it. so yeah, I had I had fun with it. Um it's it's very 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 silly, but in the most appealing of ways. And and good for Wingard who gave a lot of pre-release interviews um yeah. in which he specifically credited his work in the Sidewalk Scramble as being, you know, something that taught him how to think on his feet as a filmmaker. Um and it's really Have cool. To love that. Have yeah, to love that. it's really cool to see him shout out, you know, his hometown festival like that, and these contests that he participated in when he was a younger filmmaker. And and now look at him directing two of our most famous actors, Godzilla and Kong. Um, and what could be what could be better than that? It all started here. It did. Um. Well, you know, for a bit of a tonal shift here, <laughs> in some ways. Uh, you know, it was my birthday recently. Uh-huh. So I have an April Fool's birthday. That's right. And, uh, and so I just reserved the sidewalk cinema for my birthday. And, you know, everybody wore their little mask and everything. You stopped by. You did a little dance party USA kind of yeah. vibe for 45 minutes or so, which is always fun. But then I sc- we screened a film called Modern Girls from uh-huh. 1986, directed by Jerry Kramer. And, uh, yeah, very different kind of film. It's ridiculous and fun and, you know, about three roommates, one of which is uh, Virginia Madsen. Um, probably the best known. I mean, Daphne Zuniga, Daphne Zuniga is in there too, but mm-hmm. Virginia Madsen's probably the most uh, most well known. And their evening on the town in Los Angeles, and it is a ridiculous evening, um, including a blind date who showed up at the door to pick up Virginia Madsen's character, and she isn't there because she's trailing after some other you know cool man in town. And um, and then a crush that the other one of the other young women in the group has on uh, a celebrity named Bruno X. So, as you can hear, are you taking this very seriously? Well, I'm just wondering when Godzilla or Kong are going to show up. Oh, man. Um, they're just steeping, you know, they're steeped under the surface there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's it's ridiculous and fun and has lines like, cool people have feelings, too. <laughs> and, you know, there's lots of big parties and, and neon and it's L.A. in the 80s. And, yeah. 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 I don't know. What else can you say about Modern Girls? I, you really know, it's, enjoyable. It's though. not a movie that I'm familiar with, and I couldn't stay to watch it the other night. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't really know anything about it, but it sounds kind of fun. It it's sounds like fun. a like a you know an L.A. you know girl power sort of after hours type thing in a way. Yeah, yeah. Not and as dark. Not as not nearly as dark. Even though there is, there are a couple of dark scenes. Yeah. 
and one of which involves one of which Siskel and Ebert, when this came out, has um, as our friend Bradford has pointed out, were very critical of a particular scene that sort of has a very rapey kind of vibe. Not Ugh. cool, not cool, and doesn't kind of fit with the tone. Uh, but it does get dark there for a minute. Wow! But r- ridiculous and fun, and I and I think it was a good birthday choice. And yeah, well, nice. Um, yeah, that was that's what I that's what I've been watching, and not a whole lot else. Well, thank you very much for listening to Side Talks. Boy, that accent is not going to go with our with this, which okay. is we are your own personal cinematic Liam and Noel Gallagher. No, that accent doesn't fit very well <laughs> at all with that. If I had known, I might have tried the the Manchester thing. I with, will not. I would have. I would have failed. I, I can't do fail. that accent. Oh, but thanks to Batwell Studios, we appreciate them so much. Uh, thanks to Splash ninety six for our great theme song that we we love. Uh, and check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And SidewalkFest.com is where you can find the cinema showtimes and all other Sidewalk-related uh, news. Um, so, so check that website out for all kinds of good stuff. And thanks for listening. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.